appreciators, we are back. That's right. From another unintended hiatus. Well, these things happen. Yeah. Evan decided to just, you know what? There's a hurricane coming to Florida. I'm going to take a trip to Florida. Let's fly straight at it. That was yeah, the plan. That was yeah. Evan's plan. So that was a one 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 reason why we haven't recorded recently. I got I got down to Florida and then we immediately changed our minds and started trying to escape. <laughs> Oh, and a hurricane! Took, and that took four days. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, that uh, was quite the, uh, the 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 turn of events. You know what people are saying, Evan? What? People are saying these guys aren't going to be able to podcast after a three week break. What? Yeah, people are doubting us. I can't believe people would say yeah, that. Yeah, I'm hearing it everywhere. everywhere All over. Yeah. yeah, we're just like on the streets, yeah. like at the coffee shop. Yeah, I went pee at work, and a guy in the stall was like, "The professional appreciators." Three weeks off. They're done. You're not going to have it. You're going to record tonight, huh? Oh, wow. Yeah. You didn't know you were recording this morning. Now yeah, you're recording whoosh. tonight? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it just kept flushing. <laughs> did he? Oh, that reminds me. Oh, no. Oh, that. I'm curious where a flush sound takes your brain. Well, I, I clogged the toilet before I left work. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, before I leave, I need to come in and try to flush it again. And I forgot. So the next person that goes in, <laughs> oh no, it's just gonna think that they. I mean, not to get too into the details, but what did you do in there? Was it's it just... normal? It was pretty average, honestly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like a like a like a like a dookie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, what you think? I clogged the toilet with pee? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> the toilet just doesn't flush. Yeah, that's true. No, no, no. It was a normal. <laughs> Sometimes the toilet just doesn't flush. <laughs> it was a normal procedural yeah. event. You know, nothing I like, special. I feel like that is a Seinfeld plot. It's like. <laughs> George George admits that he didn't fix the clog toilet. Jerry's like, you didn't fix fix the clog. You gotta fix the clog. It's a clog toilet. George, it's a it's a clog. You gotta fix the clog. Yeah. So anyway, that happened. But also, I ran from a hurricane. That was a blast. Hurricane yeah. Ian. Man, we got down there. We flew down there. Everybody was like, hey, this is gonna be a yeah. bad hurricane. Maybe we shouldn't go. Talk about something scary. We threw caution. Ooh. Ooh. We threw caution to the wind. Yeah. Get it? And we went anyway. Immediately changed our minds. Wanted to get out of there. All the flights were canceled. Had to drive out. Had to drive to the Savannah. Hurricane. Yeah, Savannah. And then the hurricane followed you. Hurricane followed us. We almost didn't make it out of Savannah. You did crazy. spend one good day in Universal Studios. We did. We spent one good day at Universal. And that was a blast, man. Harry Potter World. That's crazy. That's pretty crazy. You, you were know, at Harry Potter World for a long time. You know, it's where I sent you most. Like, I sent you a lot yeah. of videos from Harry Potter World. And I went other places, <laughs> but I, I just felt like most of the share-worthy things were at Harry Potter World. Yeah. And I went to uh, I went to something called the Bourne Stunt-tacular. Whoa. This is the Bourne identity, oh, but yeah. like stunts. I don't know. It was like the cheesiest thing you've ever seen, but it was actually like the stunts yeah. were pretty cool. And everyone in the audience had to go, that's Jason Bourne. <laughs> there, well, it ended with the villain of the stunt-tacular shaking her fist in the air and going, Bourne! Oh, so it was kind of like good. everything you could possibly yeah. want. Uh, but the woman behind us insisted that Daniel Craig um, was a good Bond, you know, he was much more physical and rugged mm -hmm. and a great action star, but he was missing that twinkle in his eye and he didn't have the twinkle. And she went on to explain many actors 
who have the twinkle. What? Yeah. And she would not know. stop saying the word twinkle. I think he's got a twinkle in his eye. Yeah. So she apparently knows what's up with the uh, the twinkle in people's eyes. But yeah. Maybe his, that should be his, a separate podcast episode. Is, does Daniel Craig have, have a, twinkle? a twinkle in his eye? Yeah. We can really break it down. Get yeah. out the whiteboard. Yeah. We'll know. She'll watch it. Uh, uh, okay. Well, real quick, we have one more piece of housekeeping before we dive into the topic because I thought it's thought it was worth mentioning. One, we finally crossed a thousand downloads on our hey, podcast. So thank you. Cool. Thank you, appreciators. Thanks for downloading. For listening each week. Um, and also, it's almost our one year anniversary. Yes, almost. For those of you who have been with us since the beginning, the rider dies. The, the professional. The real appreciators. Rider dyers. Yeah. Uh, you guys maybe remember our first episode was called The Best of October 2021. Mm-hmm. So the very first time we did this, we talked about um, movies and TV shows that came out in October a year ago. And here we are now, first episode in October. And I don't know, I think it's kind of cool to look back and see that we stuck with this for a whole year. Dude. That's that's huge. Again, the doubters, the doubters were saying we want to stick with it. Dude, the haters, Carly, can you, can you Anna? <laughs> they said we couldn't Our do it. Our significant others, they uh, they insisted that we would quit yeah. after two episodes. No, we have not quit. We've made it a whole year. Our all of our haters, all the people mm-hmm. that told us not to wear shorts on camera, all the people who heard <laughs> heard the name professional appreciators and went, that's the name, and and. Don't you think that would be kind of hard to spell? Kind of hard to spell and search. Yeah. And we yeah. agreed. Well, a thousand we downloads any... later. Yeah. They're wrong, a baby. A thousand, not a thousand people, but. Look, here's the thing. If you count YouTube, mm-hmm. we actually have a lot of views. That's true. Yeah. It is. Some of the YouTube videos have done have done really well. And so. Where our, where our podcast has been featured on YouTube, we have easily over 10,000 views. That's pretty good, man. Easily. So, That's, yeah. And for two guys that came into this. For the love of the game, for the love just of doing the game. it for fun, you know. Yeah, that's pretty neat. That's pretty. You neat. know, we've yeah. had some good conversations. So there you go. So thank you again for getting us to Absolutely. that milestone, yeah. and thank you for our YouTube viewers. Um, I don't know why I looked at the camera because I don't think this part's making the YouTube video. Thank you to our YouTube viewers. Uh, Andrew, explain to them what I'm doing right now. Uh, what are you doing? You have I'm one foot staring over the other. intently into the camera. Oh, and I was looking at I was looking at your feet. I was oh. like, what, what What are you doing? Sometimes with your I feet? just sit like this. Okay. Yeah. You audio listeners never know. Evan is taking his shoes off and somehow crossing his toes together. <laughs> I can snap my. He, toes. Evan is making gang signs with his toes. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely cutting that out yeah. of the of the video portion. Of the video we portion. Yeah, we don't want your feet on camera. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. It is October. It's finally the best time of the year. Spooky yeah. season. The best month. It's better than Christmas. Yeah, I, I think so. This is, this I is agree. the best. I think we may be the only two that think that, Yeah. which immediately we were like, let's make a podcast. Yeah. I, I love two things. I love, well, I love more than two things, but... <laughs> I love only two things. I said, I said I love two things. Then I pictured Anna in my head looking at me like, "What?" And I was like, it's "Like, am I one?" Well, I love I love other things, but two things I love are scary things uh-huh. and movies. You put that together, woo, baby. Forget about it, man. So we're gonna kick off the spooky season with this question: Is Hereditary the scariest movie of either all time? Or of modern horror movies? Yes. 
I I am curious if this is gonna get us like ripped up in some comment sections. Uh, I think you know I think there's a fair balance of people who think it's overrated and other yeah. people who think you know it's really great. Mm-hmm. So I I personally let's maybe we should set the scene a little bit. Okay, let's set the scene for going to see Hereditary because we went and saw it together in theaters. 2018, baby. Yep, that was man, good good days back good in days. 2018. We didn't know what we had back then. Nope, we didn't. Um, but anyway, we went to the theater and saw it. And I knew very, very little about Ari Aster, about what the movie was about. I don't think anybody really knew a ton about the movie. Yeah. But it was kind of that perfect place you want to be in when you go see a movie. At least for me it was. I don't know what you knew about it before you went and saw it. I, I, I honestly can't even remember what I thought going in. I thought I had a blank. It was a blank slate. Yeah. I thought this looks like it could be scary. That's all I thought. I think I just remember hearing good things. Like it got good reviews. That's all I remember. Yeah. So I I went and saw it in the absolute optimal viewing mind. You don't know what to expect. You yeah. haven't heard anything. You think it might be good. That's all you know. And I came out of the movie um, scarred for life. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, let me start with this. Go ahead. And to be fair, honestly, I've seen Midsummer more than Hereditary. I've rewatched Midsummer like two or three times since I've I will, seen it. I will say, Hereditary is one of those movies I don't feel the need to watch a ton. So I've only seen it that one time in theaters. Yeah. Okay. So oh, that's the only time. That's you've the seen only it. time I've seen. Oh, it. okay. I have I've seen it like it. two or three times. Here. So that's a caveat. Like, just take that in mind. I haven't rewatched it, so my I'm only going off that one viewing experience, 2018. I'll say this: I really like the movie. I still do. Yeah. But I don't think it's that scary. Okay. I think I think it's a good movie, more than it's a scary movie. Yeah. Um, and really, what I think the movie does well is build a really good sense of dread, mm-hmm. intention. But overall, I don't think it's a movie that like really got to me in terms of like it it didn't get into my head. It didn't scare me. I thought it was a really interesting movie about the inescapable nature of the things you inherit from your family, whether genetics or just like even trauma, Mm -hmm. depression, like that kind of stuff. I, Mm -hmm. I thought they did that really well. And I liked some of the wild imagery i really i really love horror movies that just decide to go all out with like just wild things on screen Mm -hmm. but it never really unsettled me and i i thought there were long stretches where um he was trying to build tension and it never went anywhere and it almost got a little monotonous like it there was almost too much dread it was just like there were long stretches in the beginning where it was just like this is like like just so dreadful it's almost monotonous right okay so i'm gonna disagree with you a little bit here. so i'm just saying that like i am in the camp of good movie don't get me wrong like sure, the sure. Movie, sure, sure, sure. i don't think it's that scary right so i am approaching it from a little bit different okay so i saw it that day in the theater and then i think a year later i rewatched it with somebody mm-hmm. or something yeah so it's probably been two or three years since i've seen it as well yeah um but the thing i remember about it um was that I do think it was really scary and it's it wasn't the thing I love so much about it was that it didn't scare me in conventional ways it mm-hmm. it scared me 
almost with that like yes that like feeling that inescapable feeling of dread yeah almost it it made me it made me really feel something and that wasn't always like me jumping out of my chair or like barely being able to look at the screen like it wasn't that kind of scary to me it was scary in a in a sense of like this feeling that like i just and like it's like a pit in my stomach almost yeah whenever i was watching it which like makes it sound super unenjoyable yeah <laughs> if you have a pit in your stomach the whole time but it really made me it made me feel like i was about to go to the doctor and they were gonna give me some really bad news so yeah. it was great i really it, recommend it yeah no it just like i thought it was a great movie because it really if like brought out that feeling in mm -hmm. me of dread and i was it brought me into the story so much where i felt so connected to the characters and their guilt Right. And and what they were going through. And so every time they would have like the mom and the son would have like an argument or like like it was it like dug a little deeper every time. Yeah. And so it was scary to me in a way of like evoking that feeling. Mm -hmm. And that is just such a different feeling of scared than you usually get whenever you go and see like a slasher or yeah. a ghost mo story where you see something creepy pass through a doorway and it sends a chill down your spine and you're like oof like that was that was creepy like that's great yeah but this brought something completely different to the table which i just i yeah. loved that's yeah. why i think it's so scary because it's just something it it elicits such a different response yeah for me i i really think of it as a drama like a really good family yeah. drama with creepy horror elements but i remember a couple of years ago i was making like a top 10 horror list just for fun because yeah. that's what i do yeah 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 and i was like looking at hereditary i put it in there and then i shuffled around and i was like when i when i think about horror movies and this is just me my framework no movie it's totally fine for a movie to be a drama first then horror you're like there's no right or wrong way to approach it yeah but for me when i'm like when i'm thinking about horror movies that's not what i think of Sure. Like when it's October and the leaves are falling and it's there's a chill in the air and there's a bunch of orange decorations up everywhere and pumpkins and skeletons. Nothing's more terrifying than hocus pocus. And I want to, you know, <laughs> I don't get this feeling inside where I'm like, I want to watch Hereditary. I I'm like, you. I want to put on a Sam Raimi flick. I want to yeah. watch The Evil Dead or I want to watch Lake Mungo or House of the Devil mm -hmm. and something like that. Like yeah. that's what I want. And it's like, Hereditary is a great family drama, but it's like one of those movies like um, like Manchester by the Sea, where it's like, man, just really emotional, impactful movie. Yeah, yeah. Gut-wrenching. Don't need to rewatch it. Exactly. And that's the thing that is tough with Hereditary, where I, I personally, like if somebody says, if somebody asks me the question, what's the top five scariest movies you've yeah. ever seen? Like that will be on the list for me, mm -hmm. just because it brought that feeling out in me so much right? and so much so that anytime I go see an Ari Aster film and which by any time, I mean, whenever I went and saw Midsummer, yeah, I, uh, I, it puts me on my toes a little bit, right? Like, cause the first time I was in that theater watching hereditary, it took me off guard and I was like on the edge of my seat. Like yeah. I was having, like, it really took me into it. I don't know if I was just like in the right headspace or what it was, but it just like really yeah. grabbed me. And yeah. so I like that's definitely in my list of the top ones that scare me the most personally. Yeah. But it is not your conventional like, you know, 
leaves are falling kind of it's spooky scary time and you're gonna put this movie on and kind of settle in yeah it it, it's doing different things for sure what i do like about it is i like how ari aster uses the whole frame Mm -hmm. so i i really like it in horror movies where they let you as the viewer look for the horror on screen yeah whereas like okay we're gonna lock the camera use the whole uh, use the whole frame and then like something moves in the corner and instead of cutting to it or cutting away it's like you're That's, just you're gonna watch something that doesn't yeah. seem right you're like something's off in the corner of the screen or you feel a face somewhere and i i love when he does that yeah and i love when really any horror director does well, that i mean i just feel like hill house right does well, that yeah mike so flanagan, well. mike flanagan oh, does it man. a lot too um yeah but and I think this will take the conversation a little deeper because I've been thinking about this. Like if we're going to ask is hereditary like the scariest movie or is it really scary? I was thinking to myself, what really scares me in movies? Yeah. And I, I've mentioned this to you before, but personally I find David Lynch movies really scary. Mm. Yeah. And for someone who watches a lot of horror movies and doesn't actually get affected, like I get, I'm entertained and I have fun and all that, but I'm yeah. not like scared. Yeah. I watch David Lynch films and even some episodes of Twin Peaks and I get like, uns, like deeply unsettled. Yeah. And it's, it's very surprising most of the time you don't too. Expect it. You usually don't expect that coming, like especially in Twin Peaks because it's so pulpy at times and so fun and so, um, just different and out there and then all of a sudden it'll take a little different turn and be like yeah. oh wow this is like making me like sit back in my chair yeah. a little bit and wanna and i was thinking about like what is that and i think what it comes down to especially juxtaposed with hereditary is david lynch doesn't feel the need to explain or contextualize what's scary or the horror on screen yeah it's very subconscious and it doesn't ever really makes sense and for me that's really scary is when 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 you see an image and it's not overtly clear like this is about depression yeah or this is about trauma yeah or like this is about how families pass this along like in our with hereditary i felt like god tomorrow was like oh i, I know what this is saying I, I know what this is about right it's very clear right david lynch it's like it's a little bit more of the subconscious it's a little more dream logic it's unexplained at times it's not random like you can sit there as a viewer and go i think he's doing this with it and theorize but the fact that it can be so many different things yeah makes your brain keep circling back to it and circling back to it yeah and there's something about that unexplained nature to when you're in the red room uh fire walk with me and laura palmer just screams bloody murder yeah and yeah part of you is like oh this is because of everything that's gone with her but it's not in that moment beating you over the head like she's screaming because of the trauma she's been through she it's just she's speaking backwards and silly and then she just goes i'm not gonna scream into the mic and you know hurt someone's ears yeah you know like (laughs) but there's something so unsettling about that or like when you i think of the scene in the uh in the bedroom Oh yeah. In fire walk with me. When it like go, it pushes into that painting. Yeah. 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 That, that scene stuck with me, uh, like after I watched it and you're right because what he does so well is 
you want to dissect it and kind of figure it out a little bit you of what he's saying. You can't put it in a box and that bothers you. You're like, yeah, wait, and so why you is... keep wrapping back around to it and back around to it and back around to it. And so, yeah, that, that scene in particular in the bedroom in Firewalk with me, um, I think Laura Palmer's in the bedroom yeah. and like she sees the painting and starts yeah. kind of connecting the dots well, like, of what's And David on. Lynch doesn't cut films like it's horror. Like, you know, like in horror movies, they edit it to really make it clear it's supposed to be scary. Like they'll, right. they'll jump cut or they'll push in or they'll do like a quick zoom yeah. or whatever. Or with the music too. Or with the, or yeah. with the music. Yeah. With David Lynch, it's like, here's a 30 second shot of a stairwell and a ceiling fan. Or here's a shot, a locked shot of a living room couch. And then slowly you see Bob walk into the frame mm-hmm. and then Bob stares the camera down and then he crawls over the couch. The camera is locked. It's not doing anything. And you're just sitting there yeah. as Bob, this creepy guy is walking towards you. Or, you know, in Firewalk with me, you go into the bedroom and there's a quick shot of Bob like by the uh, by the bed. Yeah. But again, he's not doing anything to heighten it with the editing or the music. It's yeah. just there. And it's very, like I said, it's very unexplainable and it it tickles your brain and your brain's trying to compartmentalize it. And it can't. And for me, again, maybe not for everyone. Yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of people who watch David Lynch films and are just bored to tears. Like, yeah. I get that. But for me, that unexplained context around the image scares me. Whereas like something in Hereditary through the storytelling and stuff like I just feel like Ari Aster was like making it very clear what this horror is about. Yeah. And I could easily put it in a box. And that's great. Again, I think it's a good I think it's a great movie. Right. But it didn't like frighten me. Right. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. What does that what does that make you think? So, I mean, I I think. David Lynch is always going to be, I mean, he's an incredible filmmaker. So it's like, <sighs> yeah, it's not fair to Ari Aster to be like, well, you're not David Lynch. He's right. not trying to be. No, but, no, no. Yeah. It's, it, they're two completely different things, but I think we are definitely talking about like, everybody has something that gets them a little more than something else. Yep. And I think David Lynch has your number. And I think Ari Aster has my number and it's, but I totally agree with you on the Lynch stuff because it's so unexpected. It's so depraved most of the time Mm -hmm. in a way that is, um, it never like, and I'm thinking a fire walk with me really, because like those scenes where, uh, Laura Palmer and her friends are like dancing in the club and stuff. And it like, yeah. Just keeps getting a little worse and a little yeah. worse. Like it starts off as almost just like not innocent, but like, you know, it's just a, it's a typical bar. Yeah. Like typical. Dancing. Like you guys shouldn't be in a bar, but you're here, you yeah. know, and it's but it keeps getting just a little worse and a little worse and a little worse. And you start to realize like, oh, this is like a really bad situation. And mm-hmm. and he just has a way of doing things that's so smart and it's so it feels very methodical and and uh just purposeful and uh i but that being said with david lynch i think it's very easy for a lot of people to be taken out of the of the story by some of the kind of crazy stuff that happens yeah and some of the crazy acting that happens in the movies that he does sometimes especially twin Peaks stuff um but yeah i don't know i i feel like ari aster is a more clear-cut drama kind of like there's a little bit more logic to it. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. that's a great way of putting it. There's a little more logic so you can just kind of follow the trail of logic mm-hmm. and end up at the end with an answer where David Lynch 
is not scared to kind of take it where he wants to take it. And yeah. if you don't follow, then he's not going to explain it to you. He's fine with it. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. But uh, no, I, I almost just think it's like, it's hard to compare the two. Yes, they are both scary. They, they make scary things. Mm -hmm. But um, to me, I think it's almost a case of like, some people are going to be like uh, Carly, for instance. There's nothing more scary to her than the strangers. Oh, yeah. Uh, that invasion. idea of like a home invasion. Yeah. Where it's like, to you, there's nothing more scary than like what's happening in a David Lynch film. To me, there's nothing more scary than like a, a culty kind of like family, like like tragic grief I say, I and loss. I do too. Yeah. Like tragic grief and loss and that feeling of like heaviness, like that's like that's horror to me. Like that's hell to me. So it's like that has my number. And yeah. so I, like, I, would I you, think would you say with Ari Aster, it's like the inability to do something like you're like these characters are like locked in this position. You're kind of stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no kind of escaping. It seems like what's coming. Yeah. And you know, something is coming. But you can't yeah. seem, no matter what you do, to kind of yeah. Get that's away how that's it. how Midsummer is. It gets to a point it. where you're like, oh, like they're they've made their bed and they're they're locked in. in. Yeah, and they're locked just, in. Yep. This is gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. So that is probably a more unsettling thing for me personally. But I don't know. I I get your perspective because I have definitely been like whenever I was watching Firewalk with me for the first time. I think I was alone and it was late. Yeah. And I was watching it completely fine not scared at all and then that scene happened in the bedroom and it had me like looking behind me yeah, like it's it's like like oof. really like messed with me so i don't know i uh with like those people in the mass and they, yeah. you're in that weird hall yeah there's something like so just like unexplainable Un and unsettling and like i don't know david lynch has a knack for yeah finding images and things that yeah and presenting them in a way that it almost puts you at ease and then like <laughs> flips yeah. on you. Yeah. No, like, oh, there's so many more moments of his movies, but I don't want to make it all about him. Um, so maybe to keep it on hereditary, what is the part of hereditary that you would point to as like, oh, this is like the scariest moment or the point that gets me the most? Um, the point that gets me the most, uh, I would say, one of, I think, uh, I think of three scenes, the head out the window <laughs> distinctly that like freak me out. Yeah. And honestly, the head out the window was more of a shocker yeah, than that... it was like a scary thing. Yeah. I actually think the thing that really put a pit in my stomach was the scene after the head out the window. He drives yeah. home. Oh, and he doesn't say anything. He goes to bed. Yeah. He just goes to bed. Yeah. And you the camera is just static on him and you just hear like wailing screaming yeah. yeah like that part really whenever that happened i was just like oh yeah like, that part it's is just like totally puts a pit in your stomach whenever he goes to school and uh he's like being messed with at school like he keeps yeah. hearing things and then gets like lifted up and like his yeah. face gets slammed yeah. down on the desk that part really got to me the whole ending climax with uh yeah. the attic and obviously the treehouse some all, good stuff all right of there. those scenes some good stuff right there those were just crazy the 
the attic where she's floating and she starts to like get it you know yeah i don't want to i don't want to get if if people haven't seen it you know yeah i'm giving away a lot of stuff already but you know it's it's a crazy it's definitely worth a watch i don't know if it's a movie you can just like yeah (laughs) it's definitely not one you can put on anytime i need to rewatch it because there's a lot of there's a lot of good scenes in there and and one thing i liked about the movie that is different from other horror movies i mean other horror movies do this but i thought this one did it well was there is a mystery in the movie as well because yeah uh with the support group like the old woman that she meets there are clues throughout the entire movie as to what is going on and if you watch the movie careful enough you can kind of piece it together mm-hmm. before it all goes down and so uh, there is a little bit of like a detective like mystery element to it that I really like. Um, and you know, maybe that just comes down to being like really detailed with what, what like Ari Aster just has a lot of thought and detail that goes into what he's doing. But, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm super looking forward to like anything he puts out in the yeah. future. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like this ended up being like a Ari Aster versus David Lynch yeah, conversation. It's not but, supposed to be very, it's just, no, but, uh, I'm just trying to give context for two different ways to scare people and like how one is more effective on me. Yeah. Then no, I think because there's lots of different ways because you know, like another person we could talk about is James Wan. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think he is someone who really dives head first into like, the more typical genre stuff. Yeah. But he does it so well that it's not like you could describe things that happen in a James Wan movie. You're like, Oh, that sounds cliche or typical or just like what you'd expect from horror movie. But like he dives so headfirst into it and he's so unashamed. Yeah. That it like is actually really effective. Yeah. He, he has a way of doing things that's like, um, well, and I'm thinking of his latest movie. Yeah. But it's, I just think of like full on fun and like, yeah, I, 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 I don't I necessarily say... think those movies are all that scary to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first, like where I was whenever I was watching the, like some of the first James Wan movies I'd ever see, I may have been a lot more scared by those, yeah. but, um, now I kind of watch them and think of like, this is just a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't necessarily go to like a yeah. place where I'm. We're like, we're like how we talked about with Ari Aster. It's like, okay, lock the frame, have something going on in the background or like to tease you. Like things do get bombastic with hereditary with like people lighting on fire. Yeah. But towards the end, it's a lot of like things in the corners, the frame, like unsettling stuff like that. Yeah. James Wan, he will go just head first into like, no, I'm going to have this creepy old lady crawl at the camera really fast in a basement. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or or I'm going to have a creepy nun like... and did I, he I direct, think that's really effective. Did he do the nun or like uh uh was it called the, the nun? The the nun character started in uh the second conjuring and then it it got its spin off. So he didn't direct that. He didn't direct the nun movie, but the <laughs> nun in Conjuring 2 he created and started that. There was a scene in the nun movie that like was actually really good. The, and I don't know if you remember it. As a whole that movie wasn't very good, but there are isolated moments where I thought that movie kind of ripped. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And the 
the scene I'm thinking of. And like you said, when you describe it, it sounds so crazy. But I think they found like Jesus's blood. Yeah. Yeah. No, they did. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, it's so funny when they find it. I honestly wish they did more stuff like that in that movie. It was almost like the movie at the very end kind of found itself, Mm -hmm. but it it took, it took the whole movie to find what it was trying to do. The cold open to that movie was awesome. And I remember being like, oh man, is this movie going to be amazing? Yeah. Uh, But then it it just was really bad. Oh man. So fun. But yeah. yeah, James Wan. I remember when The Conjuring came out. I was in Rhode Island and uh, I went to go see it there because it, and it like happened like right around Rhode Island, like yep. that area. And we went to the house, like we drove past the, the house, Warren house, the actual yeah. house. And it was all like taped off because everybody had been going up to it and taking pictures on the front porch and stuff like that. And people actually lived there, mm-hmm. which I don't know why you would want to live in a house like that. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. What other... Uh, in your in your top scariest of scaries, yeah, what's the the scariest you've ever been? The scaredest you've ever been? Honestly, scaredest I've ever been probably. Mm-hmm. Eight years old, right. watching the Mummy for the first time. I was gonna say when the bugs crawl under the skin. Oh, dude, that the beetles under the skin. I I really think like my fear of bugs came from that scene. <laughs> like when Seriously? I when I was a kid, I was convinced any bug could crawl under my skin. Like I was mortified of that. Thanks a lot, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, it was an irrational thought for me for a long time. Like it's just gonna get under my skin. Uh, no, that is like I don't know. I saw that. I think I mean we were the same age. Mm-hmm. Very impressionable. Yeah. And seeing that, I was like, no, I am yeah. out of here. Like, I, I was more scared than I've ever been. Yeah, that's something I should not have seen. Well, if we're talking my whole life, of course, I've never been more afraid than when I was like five years old watching The Wizard of Oz and The Wicked <laughs> Witch of the West. The Wicked Witch of the West still to this day kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like, yeah. she freaks me out. She's pretty nasty that's looking, pretty I scary mean, yeah. yeah so that's probably like tops of all, all time nowadays it doesn't really have that effect on me um an, another movie that really got to me is a movie i've mentioned to you lake mungo mm-hmm. um yeah and i've i've needed to watch i need to watch it there's this a, month. there's a couple scenes in that one that like honestly again you know you're watching alone you start like looking over your shoulder like you know a scary movie is good when you're watching the movie (laughs) and then you just subtly become more aware of like the open doorways in your house yeah and you're like you you start staring into dark spaces you know i haven't looked behind me in a while yeah yeah (laughs) yeah like you you go into your room and you flip the light on really quick like lake mungo had that effect on me where there were a couple scenes um one involving there's a lot of found footage in that movie and there's a scene where like um they're showing you footage of a hallway and like there's something in the frame and you're like, is that a, is that a face? And you keep, it's a very Lynchian thing where you're like, is that that a face? And you're staring and staring and you're like trying to, you're trying to make sense of the image. Like you can't tell what you're seeing. And then you finally realize what you're seeing and you're like, Oh wow. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I need to watch that. That, that it's seems a, like it that's would be a, super good. That's a really good hidden gem. I mean, gem. we can't glaze over Barbarian either because we never really talked about Barbarian. Yeah, I you went solo. I'm sorry. I, no, I no, you're to. totally fine. You're, uh, you're, you did a little, you did an essay video on it. And if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, go to yeah, YouTube. Shameless plug. Check out, check uh, out my Barbarian. Andrew's Barbarian essay because it's really good. And if you've seen it, there's some great insights about 
the subtext of the movie mm-hmm. and uh that movie's so great man it's so great and i mean talking about like being able to balance a lot of things all at the same time like kind of you've got comedy you have genuinely scary scenes you've got action in there and i think like that was i felt like that was a really scary scene exploring the basement for the first oh, time oh yeah in the Barbarian. first time you go in the basement yeah that was terrifying that was tense man well the first time the uh the mother like crawls through the hallway really quick was yeah (laughs) was really scary yeah i was yeah i was scared by that and taken off guard and shocked by what i was seeing because again and i think sometimes the key is being in the right headspace yeah because it's like well i know that this is supposed to be good but I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the best place you can be whenever you go see a horror movie. Yeah. You know what movie I just thought of that has a scene that actually was pretty creepy? What? The ending to The Taking of Deborah Logan. Oh, dude. I was just about dude. to bring up The Taking of yeah. Deborah Logan. That went, what is it, like a cave they're in? Yeah. Like when they're in the cave. Yeah. The, the, well, there's two scenes. There, there's the cave scene, but then there's one where like you're in like a... Uh, uh, a part of the house that isn't being used very often. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like the attic or something. Yeah, like and that. you don't know she's in there, and then you realize she's in there. That scene, the taking of Deborah Logan is a really good movie. That I feel like you hear some people talking about taking of Deborah Logan, but I feel yeah. like it doesn't get nearly as much love as you would imagine, no. because I, I, I mean, probably. Hmm. I don't want to say the only things that scare me, because you know you don't want to like. Yeah. be so definitive but definitely one of the things that gets me the most are elderly people like being yeah. creepy yeah. in like a build in like a house or something like I'm taking of deborah logan i'm with you like on that. when a camera pans over it and you see just like an old lady standing in the dark woods yeah. and then the camera goes away and pans back over and she's gone yeah that's i'm like I'm I'm out of here. Like, get me out of this yeah. situation. Yeah, that's yeah, a good that, one. That's that one I need to rewatch me. too. That's yeah. Old people in a horror movie. Old people plus horror equal very very terrifying to me. Yeah. So that M Night Shyamalan's old. Everyone got old there. <laughs> yeah. Very very scary. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's what. Those are the sorts of things that scare me. Um, I'd be curious for anyone listening. Um, maybe reach out to us or go on to the YouTube page and let us know what scares you or what are your, some, what are your, you know, your scariest moments in film. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give away too much, but just so you know, we are planning on a Halloween ranking. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot in store for the month of October and for all you Michael Myers fans, we are going to break down and rank every single Halloween movie. Yep. That's right. Uh, I'm really excited about that. I got a couple couple movies in the franchise I got to catch up on. Yep. Oh, he, I'm going to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Should we wait to see Halloween ends to include it in the ranking? Or should we get the ranking out before Halloween ends? I almost think we should... Include it. You, oh, oh, I was going to okay. say the opposite. Dang, I thought we were on the same <laughs> wavelength. Wow. No, because it's not um, like the six. Mm-hmm aren't all within that world right so i mean i guess we're not talking about like the universe of halloween necessarily in that conversation um 
But I don't know. I feel like that could be its its own. I feel like that yeah. trilogy could be its own standalone thing. Depending on when we get around to making the video, if Halloween ends is out, we should probably just include it. That's true. Um, we could. So, and if we if it's out and if we've seen it, yeah, why not throw it in there? I guess. Why not throw it in? just to really complete the set? I but mean, if, it's called Halloween Ends, and we're ranking. I mean, if we're gonna say we're ranking all the Halloween movies, yeah. Then we gotta rank all of them. Yeah. If we if we release the videos after it comes out, people are gonna be like, "What about Halloween ends? <laughs> Where's that? Where's Halloween ends? Also, there's no way you guys can podcast after three weeks. <laughs> you can't do it. It's impossible. It's impossible. Carly, get off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anna, stop feeding her lines to comment. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we wanna we wanna really hit this month hard with with content and podcast episodes and youtube videos because halloween's my favorite time of year i love scary movies evan and i really bonded over that growing up mm-hmm. it's kind of the first type of movie we really watched together and that's right so maybe we can get some patreon exclusive stuff out there um, yeah that'd be fun uh did i mean i don't know if you like this or not but okay. like would you want to do like a hocus pocus thing like what do you mean like a commentary like we watch both Hocus Pocuses. Oh, there's the new one, yeah. The new one came out October 1st. Yeah. We could watch Hocus Pocus 2. We could do a little Hocus Pocus 2 review. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I hear that the audiences are split. I've heard that it's good, but I was talking to somebody else. They said they heard it's bad. Wow, that's kind of rare for a movie. Yeah, I mean, extremely rare. <laughs> usually, everyone, usually everyone agrees Yeah, usually there's a consensus, yeah. Yeah, like it's either good or bad. Everybody knows. No, but uh, I don't know. I... I I feel like as far as like Halloween vibes go, mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus isn't scaring anybody. Yeah, dude. But that, as far as the vibes go, yeah. Have you seen Trick or vibes. Treat yet? Uh, mm, I want to say yes, dude. That when you talk about Halloween vibes, that I is the most so Halloween long. vibey movie ever, and it's amazing. Yeah, I need to, I need to definitely have that on the list. I need list to show you Trick October. or Treat. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I've seen it. <laughs> If it, if I have seen it, it's been so long that I need to watch it again. So yeah, okay, well, whatever. We're gonna do it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it. We need to watch. We need to do Lake Mungo. Yes. We need to do uh, Trick or Treat. We need to do Hocus Pocus two, and I've got a, a list of other ones. Oh, yeah, and some of the Halloween movies we haven't seen yet. Yes. Yeah, oh, Pearl. Oh, we need to see Pearl. We gotta see Pearl. Mm-hmm. We're behind on that. Uh, and then there's some other ones that I've never heard of that. I hear very, very good. So, well, I'm excited. Get into it. So, we got our homework to do. And uh, if you haven't seen any of the movies we've mentioned or talk about, maybe take some time to watch them as we're catching up. Uh, If you are, uh, you know, if you like horror movies and you like feeling scared, go see Hereditary. Give us some recommendations, some of your favorite movies. Give us some recommendations. Yeah, I would love that. Please. I, I I feel such a way about... I mean, I'm wrapping back to this. Yeah. I feel like we were closing up. Okay. Yeah. I feel such a way about Hereditary. I'm scared to suggest it to people. Oh. Because I'm afraid that it they'll de- be like... Yeah, it depends what type of person you are. Destroyed. Really, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could show Anna that movie. It's just, it's just way too sad. It's just too sad. It's... Yeah, it's like... Horror movies that are like bonkers and kind of wild, yeah. I'll show her because it's like... I think she'll just get to the point where it's like, well, this movie's just kind of stupid it's and crazy, crazy, whatever. Yeah. So, like, movies like that are fun to watch with her, but, like, something that's, like, genuinely that depressing would probably, like, really get to her. Yeah. Dude, you need to see... Maybe what we need to do is a power ranking 
of top goofiest horror movies. Mm-hmm. For it, like fun horror movies. Yeah, yeah. because uh, you haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I haven't seen the second one yet. And it is Crazy Town Banana Pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. fun. I really, I re- every once in a while I get in a movie where like, I just want to watch a horror movie that's just bonkers and yeah. is stupid and crazy and like that i loved malignant man Dude, malignant yeah. is my jam you know i saw somebody put this movie on a list of like fun horror movies recently and i had completely forgotten about it i don't think i registered it as a horror movie do you remember eight-legged freaks that sounds familiar it was a it um what was the guy's name dewey from scream i don't know why i remember his character's name but i can't remember oh, the his guy name. who played shaggy or is that a different guy? That's a different guy. Dewey from Scream. He was like the deputy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think his name was Dewey. Um, I think he's in it. And it's like, for some reason, there's giant spiders. And they have to like... David Arquette. Yeah, yeah David Arquette. That's right. Uh, he was in Bone Tomahawk, too. <laughs> Dude. You love Bone Tomahawk. I, I love me some Bone Tomahawk. That is a great horror western. If you're not squeamish... Watch Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. What a great movie. And uh, yeah, that's a good one because it, it was such a risk too. That was like S. Craig Zoller's mm-hmm. first like feature. And yeah. uh, he basically bet his like whole, like all the money he had that that was going to be. I love how his movie. movie titles are like a promise, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like brawl in cell block 99. Yeah. And then you get to yeah. the brawl and you're like, wow. Dang. And then it's like that dragged was. across concrete, and you're like, they were dragged across concrete. And then yeah. Bone Tomahawk, you're like, what is? This? Oh, and then a Bone Tomahawk enters into the movie. And you're like, oh, that was that yeah. promised and delivered. His titles are a promise. I've never thought of that. That's yeah. beautiful. Uh, well, anyway, uh, I think that is it for this episode. Yeah, what uh, a great reintroduction back yeah, after three I weeks. Think, I think we we got back on the saddle quite well. Yeah, every a lot's happened. You know, hurric. We were chased by hurricanes yeah we've traveled my car battery died yeah andrew's been carless it's yeah. been all all sorts of things have been going on and we're just glad to be back we're glad to be back thank you again for a thousand downloads yes, thank you um share share the professional appreciators experience with some other people maybe we can get to two thousand downloads before next october well if it took us a year to get to a thousand yeah. maybe we could hit two thousand and six and more six months, months or yeah, something just like, yeah these little little goals. Just let it yeah. keep rocking. Little yeah. goals, yeah. And uh, once again, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Be on the lookout. I, there's going to be some Halloween content on the YouTube channel that won't be on the podcast and vice versa. So, yeah. so be on the lookout. And again, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, and we're just getting started with this October. That's right, man. October 5th. Hell yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>